Tales. Yes, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another spooky installment. Another spooky installment of Red, White, and Misty Stories. The um the most essential podcasts on the internet involve in mystery and booze. What do you think? Yes, I I think it's the most essential uh, involving yes. those two things. Because I mean, really, <laughs> let's let's be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> let's be real, girls. Let's be real. And uh, yeah, this, this is your first time listening. Like you just accidentally stumbled upon this. Like you clicked the act the wrong button on iPod, right on your iPod. Congratulations, you just stumbled onto the best thing you will ever hear. I'm Patrick M. Dunn, <laughs> and you might remember me if if you do know us, you might remember me from the previous like batch of episodes. And who do I have like the hot pleasure of being here with today? Always a hot pleasure of being with me, Jill Buck. <laughs> yes, yes, we are back. We're back again. I have not yet been replaced by January Jones or anybody else. <laughs> yeah, like if um, if Jill ever falls in like a sinkhole by accident one day, <laughs> um, you know, we'll be working hard to replace her. Maybe Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she'd be into this. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, speaking of sinkholes, did you see? I don't know if I sent you this yet, but in Toronto, uh, America's hat, Canada, <laughs> there was a sinkhole somewhere in Toronto, and like the crew hadn't gone by in enough time to like patch it up, I guess. So someone like decided to plant like tomato plants in it. What? No, I did not see yeah. that. So it's like in the middle of a city, there's like tomato vines growing out of a sinkhole, which is. I don't That's know. pretty cool. It's like a combination of like two things I don't like: tomatoes and sinkholes. <laughs> um, no, the last thing that um, you sent me regarding sinkholes was something about you like almost falling in a tiny sinkhole when you were going somewhere. Oh no! But I saw a sinkhole the other day. D- did I tell you about this in the parking lot at work? Oh, maybe that was what you texted me. Yeah, I said. You I... said something about I just avoided a tiny sinkhole yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Tiny sinkholes are real. They're a real phenomenon. Oh. They exist. My dear God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, you don't think this is a legit concern? I, I think... It was on Twitter. It, it was on Twitter. That does it, not FYI. make it a real thing. Okay. And it does not make it a valid concern. I think it's your paranoid brain just feeding into, like, you know, feeding on other people's paranoia and shit that you find on the internet. That does not make it a valid concern. All right. So, all right, it's late at night. It was 5 a.m. 5 in the morning. I was allowed to leave early, two hours early. They sent me home early, and I'm walking through the parking lot. It's pitch, pitch dark. There's, like, street lights and shit. I'm walking down, like, Murder Row, like a very scary alleyway, going to my car. So I'm already on high alert. Watching out for, like, the, the Thames torso murderer. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm watching out for assailants and <laughs> all kinds of assassin, assassiner, assassinators. <laughs> Assassins? There Assassins? you go. <laughs> <Yes>. Someone was <laughs> overthinking that. Thank you. Yeah, um, this isn't the podcast in which we like get our words right. At least no. me anyway. I don't know about you. I, You're I, very verbose. Yeah, but you know what? I get shit wrong too. Let's be real. I mean, what? In last episode, I called somebody by the wrong name that I know. Shout out to Michelle. Yes. Her real name. You called her Nicole. I am <laughs> so sorry, Michelle. I'm pretty sure I called you Nicole in the last episode. And yeah, I'm an asshole. And I'm you sorry. Low key though. You know what? There's probably a girl named Nicole that you know in real life that was listening to it. And she was super excited. You know. It's... And she told all her friends that she got she got a shout out on the podcast. And now, now she's going to hear this. And she's going to be like, that fucking bitch. That fucking see you next Tuesday. Well, you know, that's the way shit goes, I guess, in my life. Anyway. That's the way the sinkhole sinks. Oh, oh. Can I finish my tale? My like my brush with yes, death? <laughs> please finish painting us this beautiful picture. All right. So I decided to. All right. So there's little like walkways that go through, like you know, like in like parking lots, they have the little like yeah. islands and it's like filled with like mulch and gravel and sand, I guess, or whatever. And they have like walkways that go through them. So you don't have to like walk through that shit. Yes. So I don't know. I don't have time to like follow the path and go to my car. I just want to go fucking right to my car. I don't have time for this shit. So, you know, I'm like, I'm going to walk through this like little island pit. So I'm like walking through the island pit and I step down and I look to the, look to my left, look down and there is a gaping hole in the ground. Like I, like probably like, I would say the size of like a school desk, like a kindergarten school desk. And it probably went down about two feet. So Yes, that's a tiny sinkhole in my mind. Yeah, um, not quite as tiny as the one that you almost fell into when I came down to visit you. That was like the size of a quarter and you were like paranoid about the entire time I was there. It was a footprint sized. It was No, it was not. It was smaller than that. It mm. may have been like half dollar size, 
But no, no. How dare you, you were, shame? Like, really blowing that out of proportion. How dare you shame our President Kennedy, who's on the face of a half dollar? <laughs> it was more than that. It, it was the size of like an iPhone six. L- l- can we settle on that? Like a six plus? <laughs> no. No, it was not. I have an iPhone 6, and it was not that right. big. Well, you know what? Um, after we finish recording tonight, I'm going to go outside to the spot where the sinkhole was, and I'm going to like do a, consp- a comparison. I'm going to put down. I'm going to dig it's up. It's not a- still there. It's still there. I see it every day. Oh, my God. I walk by it every day of my life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I see it every time I go to water my plants. <laughs> Why have you not just kicked some dirt into it already? It's just a little missing it, pack. Because of- it's sinking. It's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's sinking. It's sinking, Jillian Buck. It's sinking. Oh, dear God. It's going down. It's going down, down in an earlier round, <laughs> like Fall Out Boy said, in 2006 or seven or eight. Sugar, you're going down year. swinging. Shout out to uh, Pete Wentz. Mm-hmm. And his, like, who, who, he used to be married to uh, Ashley Simp. I have no idea. They have a baby named Bronx, Bronx Zoo. Bronx Sue Wentz Simpson. <laughs> I honestly, you know, you're the one that keeps up on all of that celebrity shit. I am not in the know on any of it. So, um, yeah, that's all on you, man. That's your loss, girl. Your I'm loss. sure it is, but I just don't have the time or energy or care about any of it. I'm really excited about tonight's episode. If you made it this far, I like I applaud you for lasting <laughs> this long. Yeah. Me We're gonna too. Get snaps. Yes. Congratulations, you're the real winners. <laughs> yeah. If you made it this far, tweet us at um Red Wine Mystery and just say you made it this far and we'll send you like swag. We'll send you like a coaster or something. I don't know. Where are we a getting candle? this this swag that you speak of? Okay, the candle I could make, but I, you keep you keep offering for me to send out shit to people. This is the same thing you do with cat. Like yeah. Sorry, Kat. Always, Sorry, Jill. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like always the woman that's got to send shit out to our fans. Maybe what is the um, what's the thing? Patreon is that like the thing where you re- reward your fans? Yeah, you can. So we're not on Patreon yet, are we? No, but we can be, girl. We can be. I think we should be because aren't you and Cat on Patreon? Um, not officially. We created an account, JIC, but gotcha. Um, I, I feel like we're not quite. Uh, we're not. Uh, we're like Z level podcasters. We're waiting until we get to like X level. Uh, <laughs> go up a few notches. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We can totally go on Patreon though. And that way, you know, if people want our swag and they want to give us some money to, you know, maybe boast up our production value or, you know, pay, pay for my plane ticket down so we can record in person and, you know, therefore have better episodes. Maybe we can do um, like little like secret episodes for like our like. For our fan, for our Patreon fans, like little, <gasps> um, we'll go deeper. We'll do little like uh, deleted scenes. It'll be like a DVD, like when you when you get like Transformers the DVD, and it's like you get to see like Megan Fox's <gasps> commentary about like hanging out with Shia LaBeouf. Oh my God! So Bruce can put together some out- outtakes, and we'll send outtakes. Oh or something. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. It's been a hot minute since we last talked about our intern. He's doing a fucking excellent job. He really he- is. Except he's holding up the signs, telling us to like, like, speak softer, speak louder. Uh, maybe not talk about this. Maybe not call somebody. See you next Tuesday. I mean, you know, we're still gonna. Shout out to Bruce the intern. We don't pay him, but if you subscribe to our Patreon, maybe he, maybe we will pay him. Who knows? Yeah, pay versus salary. <laughs> maybe we'll get him a now and later. Oh, uh, there we'll we go. You know he what? Can have when snacks. We, when we go to Peace Love and Donuts, we'll get him. Um, like a, a mixed snicker. What was it called? Like a. Oh yeah. What what one was that? I can't remember what the actual name was though. Who cares? We'll we'll find out. Uh, listen to our previous episode. We talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we totally do because we got like a variety pack of of donuts from Peace Love and Donuts, and they were delicious. Callback, future sponsor of the podcast, uh, Peace Love and Donuts in Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina, located at Market Common. You can go there right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if they knew we were talking about them, they'd be like, please don't. <laughs> you can play cornhole there, too. They had cornhole um, things. That's too. right. Oh, and they yeah. had a little thing that you could get your picture with. Yeah, like that thing, like you put your face like in it and it looks like you have like yeah. the body of a hippie. But like it's like your face going through like a, yes. like a cutout. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Did it, what are those Which called? one of us did that? You did. Was it? Huh? Uh, you did. Did I? Yeah. Was it me or Jay? It might have been Jay. I'm, I don't know. Shout out to our scientist, though. Yeah, shout out to our scientist who's currently playing D&D online with one of his best friends, which is awesome. Yeah, so um, if we have it, like, he only told us we can contact him tonight if it's an absolute emergency. 
Yeah, because so, he's in the middle of stuff, and I don't want to bother him. He's in the other room, and I, I kind of want to let him have fun. Cause... But we will make sure. We will make sure there's an emergency. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> one of his best friends lives uh, in a completely different state, so he doesn't even get to see him that often, and it's somebody he grew up with. Oh, it's like you and I. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's Ooh. he's he's now, like, playing D&D with him, which is great, because that means they, they get to actually chat on a regular basis and, like you know have contact which is awesome so so um so jim carrey's dream in the cable guy came true he could play mortal Kombat with a friend in vietnam <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i think we should get into our topic it's been like a half hour i already are close to the thereof but all right <laughs> something like that so we've been racking our brains we have like we ha- literally have like a mile long list of topics and tonight we really do yeah like we didn't want to, we wanted to do something like lighthearted. we didn't want to do something like like too spooky too serious we wanted to laugh <laughs> we wanted to giggle yep and this one totally just spoke to us yes this topic literally spoke to us <laughs> yes i think you should do the honest girl jill buck <laughs> Okay, so this topic is um, speaking animals, <laughs> and we are going to start off with the strange story of Jeff, spelled G-E-F, the talking mongoose. Yes. I freaking love this. And you know what? Patrick is going to do his thing, and he's going to give you kind of like the background and tell you all the like deep and whatnot about this and i am totally gonna come in with some badass quotes from jeff the fucking talking mongoose what is a mongoose (laughs) like a ferret it's basically like so a mongoose so well they're all part of the same family so a mongoose is like part of the weasel family um so also you know ferrets are also part of the weasel family um, stoats are part of that family as well. So they all look very similar. They have that like long body, those like kind of short legs. Um, they have the like poofy little tails, you know, that little like weaselly face. Um, they're kind of cute. Uh, mongoose is so, um, do you know the story Ricky Ticky Tavi? Yes, I love Ricky Ticky Tavi. Shout out to Ricky Ticky Tavi. He um, battled cobras. He battled cobras. <laughs> he was a mongoose. Was it Rudyard Kipling who wrote it? I don't know the author, but I just remember the story. So Ricky Ticky Tavi was a mongoose. Mongooses are the ones that are like n- always known for like they're the ones that kill the, the cobras. Yeah, they're fast, right? They're fast moving. Yeah, they're, they're swift, fast. They're sly. They're sneaky. Yep. Sneaky deaky. They're sneaky fr- little weasels. Um, before we get into Jeff, the talking mongoose, my first mind goes to the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I loved the fucking weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like I, they were kind of great. Low key, I rooted for them that entire movie. Like I, like I love Roger Rabbit. I love Baby Herman. I love Jessica Rabbit. But you know what? I would have preferred them to laugh themselves to death instead of the weasels, because the weasels. So I gotta say, they deserve their own spinoff. They should have got like a seven movie deal. <laughs> they should have had their own like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it was like the Weasel Cinematic Universe. I kind of enjoy them, and I enjoy the fact that they're very much like the Three Stooges in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I really I that like part. that because they've got the one that's like laughing all the time. It's kind of like the curly character, and then they've got the one that's kind of the boss. That's kind of the mo character, and then the other one that's kind of in between. That's kind of like Larry. Yeah, but they like they dress snazzy, like they were like off to the like the hut like mm. club, the hut club of the time to do some um swing dancing. <laughs> yeah, they were like nineteen twenties gangsta, like in yeah, the you know the fancy suits with the the dress shoes and everything, and the the hats. Yeah. So shout out They're to them. They're really well dressed weasels. Like, yeah. come uh, on. All right, top top three weasels of all time. The weasels from Who Framed Rabbit. Uh huh. Agreed. I agreed. Top three weasels, you think? I, I would say so. I mean, honestly, unless we're counting like Ricky Tiffy Tavi in that, because he, I mean, he's a mongoose, but he's part of that weasel family. I think he's kind of up there. I mean, I think we could count all three of the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit as one. For that, yeah, like one for entity. the one right, entity well, for like the categories of like top top weasel. <laughs> all right, when we get to the end, how about this? When we get to the end of this episode, we'll do a fuck Mary kill. We'll do the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ew, no, we'll do Tavi, and then we'll do Jeff the Talking Mongoose. So fuck let, no, let's... this is no, that's <laughs> ew, that's no, just no, Patrick, no, not, we're not, not doing like that one. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well. Fuck Mary, no, okay? 
Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fans. I'm sorry, Mystery Nation, that you didn't get to hear like the fuck the, the hot fuck Mary Kill of the Weasels, Jeff um, the Talking Mongoose. Did or, you just come up? Heavy, but... all, right, all right. Pause, I, I... pause, pause, because I think you just came up with yeah. what we call our fan base. Mystery Nation, didn't we say that? Mystery Nation! No, we didn't come up with you didn't mention that to me. I said it in another episode one time. Did you? <laughs> but it wasn't official though. We like it was. Uh... I I like Mystery Nation. I think that's what we're going with. Nobody else has come up with anything, so Mystery Nation it is. All right, all right. that's it. Time's Mrs. in. You guys are all <laughs> you're all called Mystery Nation now. Join join me on my other podcast, which you talk about like fuck Mary kill animal editions. So anyway. Uh yeah, that's not happening on this one. Thank you. Um all right. no. Are you ready to get into Jeff the Talking Mongoose or the Dalby oh, Spook, hell yes. as they also call him? Hells yes. I love this thing. So Jeff um, the Talking Mongoose was the name given to a Talking Mongoose, which was claimed to inhabit a farmhouse owned by the Irving family. And the Irving, fa- the Irving family farm was located uh, at, at the on the Isle of Man. Are you familiar with the Isle of Man? So it's one of the British islands, right? Yeah, it's like... um. It's like Western Europe. It's like in, I don't know, that whole yep. area somewhere. Um, do, you want, do you want to do a little geography corner right now? I'll give you like a full-fledged answer. You go right ahead because I suck at geography. So, yeah, lay some knowledge on me here. All right. So the Isle of Man, sometimes referred to simply as Mon, um, is a self-governing British crown dependency, an island in the Irish Sea between uh, located between Great Britain and Ireland. Um, and the head of state is um, our gal pal, Queen Elizabeth II, who holds the uh, the title Lord of Mon um, and d- the defense of the island. So, like, if anyone wants to attack the Isle of Mon, um, the, the United Kingdom is, w- like, wildly responsible for this. So it's up to them. So the queen, shout out to her. And, I don't know, being, like, responsible of, like, fun... God save the queen. Yeah, like, fun gifts and, like, being snarky at Meghan Markle. Like, shout out to her. <laughs> The queen is great. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I hope she lives forever. I know. She's, like, so funny. She's responsible for so many funny things. I know. Like, if they find, like, the cure for tomorrow, like, we only have, like, one droplet of, like, who can live forever. It's got to be the queen. It's going to be her. It'll yep. be her. I vote I vote the queen all the or, way. Or is she a living vampire? Ooh. That's an interesting theory. It's conspiracy corner. Conspiracy corner. <laughs> <laughs> Our entire podcast. <laughs> but... Uh, will it be weird if she dies before we release this? Then we have to like actually like talk about this. So shall we? Shall we timestamp this right now, just in case? J J C. Okay. It's uh eight forty six Eastern time on Saturday, August eighteenth. So just in case. P.M. 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 Just in case she croaks. We're actually drinking in the even in the evening time tonight. We're not day drinking <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, I know. For once. <laughs> Sadly, we're not day drinking. I know. Well, I had a craft fair today. I needed to actually like sell product and stuff, which is you know make my business actually be a lucrative thing, so that I can record in person with Patrick on a more regular basis. Yeah, so she can fly down and like hang out at my guest room, and then we can like. Meet my living room and watch Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. Fuck yeah! At like two a.m. Yeah, we had a great we had a great time. So it's a, um. it's amazing that Bill <laughs> hasn't like really said no. She's never coming down to visit again. <laughs> oh, out of like all the visitors, you were like the best one. Like it was like really yeah. Even though we were up until like ridiculous hours of the night, I'm surprised we didn't keep him awake. You got accolades. <laughs> Accolades. Yeah. Wow. Bill Buck getting accolades for being like a fun guest. Yeah. That's awesome. Wait. I am so impressed. That like I I'm so impressed. That's well, that's awesome. You guys didn't fight? Well, no, why would we fight? We love each other. I know. Well other guests that come down usually fight, so shout out shout out to non fights. Who the fuck are you who the fuck are you inviting down that fights with each other? Jesus Christ. His relatives. They come down and they're like they fight and they argue <laughs> and it's like what the fuck? It's like damn Gina, we just wanna like Eat cupcakes and talk about fucking conspiracy theories and make, go mini golfing. <laughs> yeah, right. The the most that we do when we go, I mean, come on, like that's the whole point of going down. We're on vacation. We're having a good time. We just want to <laughs> drink and have a good time. Like, yeah, eat, drink, and be merry. I'm not gonna fight with people when I'm drinking. I'm having a good time. All right. Mm-hmm. 
All right, should we get back to Jeff the Talking Mongoose? Sorry, yeah. sorry, uh, sorry, fans. <laughs> um, this this is like the high level overview of Jeff the Talking Mongoose, and we'll get like deep and dirty. We'll get like we'll dip it low right into uh, the story of Jeff. <laughs> um, so this goes back to the 1930s. Um, yeah. In September 1931, the Irvin family. Yeah. Which consisted of James, the uh, patriarch, Margaret, the matriarch, and uh, their 13-year-old daughter named v- Vorre? They, uh, so they started claiming they heard like a weird scratching, rustling, and like, like a vocalizing noise behind their farmhouse's wooden wall panels. And like occasionally they saw like something and they said it resembled a ferret, a dog, or... You ready for this? You ready? A baby. A baby. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck? So, so they're like, we either we heard like weird noises and like voices. It could have been a dog, a ferret, or a baby, which is kind of like weird. Like a baby. Yeah. yeah, that's like seriously. That's one of those, you know, insert um, meme of uh, Anchorman's that escalated quickly. <laughs> like seriously. I guess after some time. I don't, know, I don't know, like, how long. I don't know if it's been, like, days, weeks, months, or years. But after some time, according to the Irvins, eventually a creature named Jeff introduced itself and told them it was a mongoose that was born in New Delhi, India in 1852. And according to Vore, the daughter, Jeff was the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and large bushy tail. So she saw it, apparently. Like, allegedly, she saw it. Yes. And... Yeah. Um, like over time, like the Irvins say that Jeff communicated to them that he was like an extra, extra clever mongoose and an earthbound spirit. And he was a ghost in the form of a mongoose. And at one point in time, he said, I am a freak. <laughs> yes, which I love that. And I got to say, he kind of he they go back and forth a lot with this, like everything that they say about him is not consistent at all. Um, no. Sometimes they say, oh, no, he's like a, a physical, actual, you know, ferret creature. Or, or creature that we can actually, like, touch and see. And, like, he's really there. We could grab him and hold him. And he's like a ferret and whatever. And then they're like, oh, well, we just hear his voice. And he's kind of more like a spirit or a sprite or something like that that isn't really material but you know just talks and it's like what the fuck make up your minds either you see him and he's like an actual thing or he's not yeah so it was like kind of like they were trying to figure out the story as they went along it was like that kind of game yeah it's it, it, it so, really it just sounds like this is some type of scheme that they were cooking up and they just didn't know where to go with it to like really make it work so it just kind of went all over the place but i don't know i i a part of me like wants to believe, like MulderPoster.gif, like I want to believe. So yep. the Irvins, um, they over the years, like they made some like very like various claims about Jeff. Um, one thing they wanted to point out was that he supposedly guarded their house mm-hmm. and informed them of the approach of guests or any like an unfamiliar dog, which I love. Like if an unfamiliar dog approached the house, which <laughs> is that like a thing that happens on the Isle of Man? Like an unfamiliar dog will just show up in your yard and well, it could. Because I know in, like, a lot of the islands, like the Caribbean islands and shit, there are, you know, dogs. They're domestic dogs, but they just kind of run loose. Um, They're not anybody's. They just, you know, they're populating the islands. Because I know there's, there's, like, vets and stuff that get crews together and go down and do, like, pop-up clinics where they do, like, rabies vaccinations. They do, like, triage for wounds and things like that. And they do spay and neuter for these dogs that... They can't rehome because they're they're domestic dogs, but they've never known like living in a house or anything. So their best life is just going to be to live on the island. But if they're at least spayed and neutered, they've had rabies vaccines and stuff like that. They're they're not going to be reproducing anymore, so they're not causing an overpopulation issue. They're you know protected against a major illness, so they're not going to be spreading that around. So it's it's a big thing. So it it there could be just island dogs on this island. Oh yeah. Um, so, yeah, another claim, though, I love this one, though, is yeah. they said Jeff was like a protector of the night. Like, he protected the family. Not against just, like, unfamiliar dogs and unwanted guests, but, like, supposedly he would, like, he would know about, like, fire at night. Are you familiar with fire at night? Um, not really, no. What the fuck? All right. So this is, like, a deeply rooted fear with me. 
This happens to me all the time. Like, I will sometimes be driving to work. Okay. And I will have a panic attack for no apparent reason because, like, I feel like I left my stove on, even though I didn't cook anything that day. You're one of those people. So, um, I, I mean, like, modern day stoves are like electric stoves. So, like, unless there's, like, something on top of the stove, like, nothing horrible is going to happen. But, like, back in the day, it was, like, fire. Like, actual fire was involved. And even, like, today, we have a gas stove. Yeah, there's gas stoves. I mean, my parents have a gas stove. And, yeah. um, oh, man. This would have freaked you out. So, um, you know how way back in the day before we ever met, um, I used to work nights and weekends as a personal care attendant. Yeah. Shout out to you working nights and weekends as a personal care attendant. Yeah. So, like, this was <laughs> this was when I was, like, in college. I was still living at home. And yeah. I'd get home at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning after my night shift. And there was one night I came in the house and I smelled gas. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Which, if you've grown up around, like, gas stoves and stuff, you know the smell of gas. So, I was like, holy shit, it, like, reeks of gas in here. What the fuck is going on? I went into the kitchen, and, like, one of the cats had been, like, up on the counter and had somehow inadvertently hit one of the knobs for the, the stove, <laughs> but not enough to, like, turn it on. So, the pilot didn't light the actual burner. It just turned it on enough so the gas was coming on. So it, we had just, like, gas just pouring out into the fucking house, and I was like, oh, my God. And I turned it off, and I, like, opened windows, and I was like, Jesus Christ, the house is going to, like, blow up. My parents were asleep. They didn't even know. I told them about it the next morning. <laughs> I, that's reason, like, one of one why would I never yeah. live in a place with a gas stove because, and why I'll never own a cat because cats are, like, sneaky. They're just sneaky little sly things and they will like just like it's not like it was intentional they'll hit knobs jesus <laughs> Cat. <laughs> you're you're such a knob <laughs> you're such a knob all right well anyway jeff jeff the talking mongoose he was like kind of like a warner so if like i don't know the Irvin family was just like up late at night they had like i don't know they were playing like park cheesy one night and just got a little like rot like wild up and they forgot to like shut the stove off yeah and he's like yo dude stove on problem stove on yeah and i don't know the dad would wake up um james yeah james mm -hmm. would wake up and he would like roll over and like oh shit the stove's still on oh fuck I, like you know i had too many fucking um Newcastles or whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> what they, the fuck they were drinking. What are they drinking? The Isle of Man. He's like, if we had too many Newcastles, I'll shut the stove off. Thank you, like Jeff the Talking Mongoose. So like, uh, yeah, thank you. Like, you're the you're the best. He's he's one of those animals that you'd read a story about in like the the like chicken soup for the pet lover's soul, where it's like the yeah. the animal that saves the entire family from a horrible death. That's totally Jeff. Yeah. Only, you know, there's a possibility he's not a real animal. He's just like a spirit or something. But other things that the Irvins also claim Jeff did, they also said um, Jeff would wake people up when they overslept. So, I don't know, like maybe he had like a, like a hot job interview or something. You had to go work at the Bank of Isle of Man. <laughs> maybe Margaret was going to be a teller and she was like, this is like a lifelong dream. Like, I want to be a teller all my life. She just wanted to, like, walk into a bank one day and just, like, I don't know, like, break a 20 for somebody. <laughs> and like, she, like, woke up late. And, I don't know, um, Jeff the Talking Mongoose was like, dude, Margaret, wake up. Wake up, girl. Wake up. You gotta go, you gotta go out there and, like, rock them. Rock them, girl. And Margaret's like, oh, dear, I just fucking overslept. I don't know. I had too many fucking Newcastles last night. I don't know. I don't know what I should do with my life. What is it with you in Newcastles tonight? <laughs> Oh my god. It was, it was like the first British bear I could think okay. of. Okay. <laughs> well, all right then. Um name another British bear besides the British Bear Company. Um which is like a restaurant chain. Okay, well not necessarily British, but I could think of like Irish ones. Well, I guess they're like planted in between um Ireland and yeah. Great Britain. So I don't know, maybe maybe they had a um a Guinness, who knows? Oh there you go. There you go. There's something. Or right, Killians. Killian's Irish red. <laughs> there you go. Alright, alright, Margaret. Oh so, it's up late last night drinking some Killian's Irish red, just reading the yard, <laughs> doing a crossword puzzle and listen to uh did they have radio in 1931? I have no idea. I, I think they they must have. We were... What was like a hot phenomenon? Little Orphan Annie. Yeah, we, were, we, were reading, <laughs> we were listening to Little Orphan Annie, uh, radio drama on uh, AM radio here on in the living room here. <laughs> we're just knitting and shit. I don't know. It's making stockings <laughs> for uh, for Vora, our wildly imaginative daughter who's 13. And yeah. 
like seriously, what the fuck is up with her name too? Vore? Like what? We'll get yeah. to her. We'll get to her soon. Let's get to Margaret right now. Oh, but I'm bored. I think I just want to have an Irish, Killian's Irish red. Just, I don't know, so, drown in my sorrows and just forget that there's like a fucking weasel in my walls. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking scattering about. I don't know, like, who knows? Maybe they're like... Pooping everywhere. That thing had been... Yeah, yeah, pooping everywhere. Must have been shitting in the walls. Like, I'm sorry, but that's got to be nasty. Making babies. <laughs> with other weasels because <laughs> i'm sure like jeff had talking mongoose like ran outside i was like dude come here like yeah seriously you get fucking hbo we got like the 1931 version of hbo over here <laughs> <laughs> they're all scared in the walls so like seriously um there's so many little stories from this family about this mongoose like i gotta say um I think one of the favorite, my favorite little story pieces of this one that I was reading is they told stories of Jeff sleeping in the daughter's room, eating bacon and sausages, which is kind of great, and even riding the bus and bringing back gossip about the neighbors. <gasps> I did not see that one. What? Not, not only does Jeff the mongoose talk, but he also... Goes on the bus and is like, comes home and is like, bitches, you'll never guess what I heard about Maude down the street. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like Madge Featherbottom is yeah, fucking seriously. the bellhop at the fucking Ritz Carlton down the street. Right. He's like, dude, I just found the juiciest gossip ever while I was riding on the bus and just listening to people talk because I'm unsuspecting as a little weasel and everybody's just like, yeah, we can say whatever we want because this weasel's just riding the bus for no reason and they can't, he can't possibly tell anybody about any of it. Like, really? What the fuck? So Jeff the Talking Weasel's like head of hopper, like doing like gossip, like gossip column mm -hmm. girl. Gossip Girl. Yeah. XOXO. Oh, <laughs> Gossip Girl. Yeah. I, you know what? Um, we need to read the CW right now needs to reboot Jeff the Talking Mongoose as like a teen drama with Jeff the Talking Mongoose as like a, like a CGI creature. Oh, my God. And like just spilling the gossip on like teens in school. Like, oh, fucking ah! Claire. Uh, oh, no. You <laughs> you that's totally a South Park episode already. Wiki Links. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the Wiki Links episode? It's a rat with like a video camera taped to his head and he's like typing all this shit up on the on the um on the like school website and all this gossip shit. Jeff the Talking Mongoose, way ahead he of his was... time, girl. Way ahead of his time. Right? Yes. Seriously. Alright. Every member of the family has like claimed to see him with their own eyes at some point, right? And they did a bunch of, like, different interviews and everything, too. Do you want to hear, like, the later life? Do you want to hear about the later years of Jeff the Talking Mongoose? Yes. Tell me the later years of Jeff. All right. So we're, so the story began in 1931. Yep. It's now 1945. Margaret and Vore Irvin left the home in 1945 after the death of James Irvin, the patriarch. Uh, they reportedly had to sell the farm at a loss because it had the reputation of being haunted. Haunted. Believe it or not. But hold on. In 1946, uh, actor Leslie Graham bought the, the farm, and then he claimed in the press that he shot and killed Jeff, the mongoose. Dude! Fucking fuck you, first of all. And then he took a picture. He took a picture of the body. So the body displayed by Graham was, however, black and white and much larger than the famous mongoose that, like, the the pictures that they had before. And Vore, Vore, how do you say your name? Vore? Vore? I have no idea. I'm guessing at it. Apparently, like, Vore saw the picture, and she was like, that's not Jeff. That is not Jeff. And uh, Vore lived a long life. She died in 2005. And until her death, until her death, she insisted that Jeff the Talking Mongoose was real. She, like, never was, like, never, like, 98 in her deathbed being like, I just made up Jeff because I was a fucking asshole. No. She fucking maintained to her death. She was just adamant. Yeah. We're still in, like, Bush America. <laughs> oh, Bush America. Jeff the Talking Mongoose was real. And um, she insisted that actor Re Leslie Graham did not shoot him, so... I enjoy that you brought up Bush America because um, at work we totally have this, like, toy, this, like, stuffed doll thing that's meant to be, like, a cat toy or a dog toy, I think. That's what we're using it as. It's of George W. Bush. 
So it's in with a cat right now who's like just the sweetest cat ever. But one of my coworkers, every time he if he's like the one cleaning cats, he'll do like a an impression of George W. Bush, like at this cat. He'll be like, "How's it going, Lester?" <laughs> and it's so it's so dead on, and it's hilarious, and I love it. Um, and then you know it inevitably ends up with the rest of us going, "Oh, you know when we thought that was the biggest problem we could ever have, and now look at us." <laughs> uh, Sorry. You want to get into some fun facts about Jeff the Talking Mongoose? You ready? You ready, girl? Yeah. Are you going to bring up the um, the telekinetic thing? I would, but you will if you want. I kind of want to bring that up. Can I bring that up as like the first fun fact? Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up, girl. Basically, the Irving family's descriptions, um, they, they shift around a little bit. They are saying at one point that he's totally a real, like, actual mongoose and whatever. And then sometimes they're saying like, oh, he's just like a spirit and whatever who is just very verbally active, and they say, possibly telekinetic. <laughs> and I just love that little insert, which is great. And you can go ahead and tell any other fun facts you have about Jeff. Another fun fact about Jeff is that he loved to sing. He was a singer, <laughs> and um, he enjoyed singing as much as he loved talking. And his favorite tune was Carolina Moon, which he would croon along with the gramophone. And sometimes on the urban say that he would bounce a rubber ball up and down in time to the music. So is this like the beginnings of follow the bouncing ball? Maybe. Who knows? Holy crap. And hold on. Hot scoop. They also said that he kind of like had a temper. Yes. Like Jeff the Talking Mongoose had a temper. So one time on Jeff, Jeff for like he he once suddenly flew into a rage when he thought um the dad mm-hmm. was like taken to like so I guess like the dad would wake up early in the morning he would like read the morning post and he would like read the stories aloud to the family I guess that was a thing he did in the 1930s because like, he didn't have like TV so he would say oh well today in Great Britain Isle of Man so he would like take his time reading these stories and Jeff the Talking Mongoose would like freak out and call him a fat-headed gnome or just like other other crazy things so like apparently he got like mad. Yeah, so he had a, he had a hot fucking temper. Ooh, is this gonna is this gonna segue into the quotes? Because I have some real good quotes I want to say. Yes. All right. So we've been waiting for this segment. So when we were researching this topic, we apparently found like a number of quotes that Jeff the Talking Mongoose actually said. Yeah. And the, I guess these were like publicized in newspapers amongst the time. So yes, in Jill Buck, and these were. These were part of, like, um, some of the uh, interviews with the family and everything. They they specifically, like, quoted Jeff as saying this. So some of their... They're also varied, just like every account of this creature. Um, he's, like... So he sometimes describes himself as an extra, extra clever mongoose. Um, and then at other times, he's, like... I'll split the atom. I am the fifth dimension. I am the eighth (laughs) wonder of the world. I think that's one of my favorite quotes from him. It's fucking amazing. Um, So then they talk about him. They're like accusing him of throwing stones, killing rabbits, singing body renditions of Home on the Range, which they didn't put in what exactly he sang, but I so want to see that version. What is the body rendition of Home on the Range sung by a talking mongoose? <laughs> um, yeah. So Ooh, yeah. he's also like sometimes like super rude to these guys when he's like, so one of the quotes is, um, I have been to nicer homes than this. Carpets, pianos, satin covers on polished tables. I am going back there. Ha 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 ha. And then... Disappear. Yeah. And then he's like also kind of like creepy as fuck. He's like, I could kill you all, but I won't. <laughs> like, that's super reassuring, dude. Yeah, thanks. Like, seriously, some of these quotes are just fantastic. All right. So should we should we talk about what, like, Jeff the Talking Mongoose, like, is? Or what? Is it real? Like, is it not? Like, wh- what is our hot take on this? Like, we have to, like, formulate a hot take. Okay. I so, I mean. Hot take Tuesday. <laughs> hot take Tuesday. <laughs> even though it's, you know, Saturday. Whatever. Um, so yeah. there, there is some theories saying that it's an elaborate hoax by the family to gain attention. Which it could be. And 
you know, they could have just really been adamant and stuck with it because they don't want backlash even on their deathbed, whatever. Or um, there's also speculation that it could have been a mass hallucination, which kind of goes back to what we were you were saying, like with the gas and stuff like that, because you said something about him like warning them of fires. Well, okay, so maybe there's just like some chemical in the house or, you know, whatever that they're all inhaling and they're just like fucking hallucinating. Like weird shit, like they build houses out of like old wood and stuff. Like they had like weird like molds and like funguses on them, like fungus amonguses them. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that we had brought up in the witches episode. Yeah, girl. With about Yeah, about uh, about the um the mold that grows on the rye. And causes, like, hallucinations and shit. So, who knows? I mean, it's the 1930s. It could have been something similar. Yeah, and um, this also kind of reminds me of Michigan J. Frog, the WB Frog. Do you know Do you know that story? No, I don't know the story. Okay, so have you ever seen, like, the animated short, like, about Michigan J. Frog? I, I don't think so. I mean, I know the frog that you're talking about, but I don't think I've seen the animated short about him i'm trying to remember hello my baby yeah oh yeah i know that hello my baby hello my ragtime doll so so this guy one day he finds like a box and he opens it up and there's this like singing frog in there and he's like he's singing ragtime doll yes i have seen that short thank you okay Yep. And he, he like, he tries to show it to other people, and then other people open the box, they just see a fucking frog, but every time he opens the box, it's, it's the a... dog singing, like, hang, singing, hello, my ragtime doll. Yep. I don't know, it's like this wild story, so he ends up, like, he ends up going crazy, and he buries the box in, like, New York City, like, underneath a foundation, and they, they unearth it in, yep. like, 2047 or something. That's, like, an arbitrary year I just made up. Yep. And the same, the same thing happens. So, I don't know. Like, is Jeff the talking mongoose? Like... Ooh, is he... Like, just, like, a weird inspiration for Michigan J. Frog, Ooh. who also inspired the WB Network, who also inspired Dawson's Creek. Ooh! And I gotta say, they do that whole thing with, um, uh, so in Spaceballs, in the restaurant scene where the alien bursts out of um, the guy's chest, which, fun fact, same guy from the same actor who played the guy in Alien that had the alien burst out of his chest in the diner. Awesome. Um, and the alien grabs a hat and a cane and, like, dances across the counter and he sings the Michigan J. Frog song hello my baby hello Ooh. my honey hello my ragtime gal is it ragtime gal or doll I don't, know. I don't know apology corner apology corner you can correct us later yeah right we don't know which one yeah. it is but send me a kiss by wire baby my heart's on fire <laughs> <laughs> anyway i got like that kind of vibe from this story i can totally see that that was my first yeah thing. i can totally see that like this is the origin story of that um part two is like i kind of believe in poltergeist and i yep. kind of believe in ghosts so like i i feel they could be like a spiritual thing maybe like maybe maybe this was a long lost relative of the Irvin family that was like coming back to warn them of Ooh. coming events. Okay. Like, it's like, like warning them of something. So yeah, that is a theory. Do I think this is a t- an actual talking mongoose? I mean, no, I really, I'm inclined to say no as well. Like there's gotta be something else going on here. So there's gotta be something paranormal or something like mass hallucination or like total just hoax. Yes. But, hold on, I want to get into this, though, because I I think, like, talking animals can exist. Okay, are you referring to what I think you're referring to? All right, yes. So we're going to get into this right now. We're going to get into Hoover the Seal. Hoover the Seal! Are you ready for Hoover the Seal? Yeah, I think I am. Actually, you know what? Can we take a short break? Yes, we can. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you'll lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. All right. Are you ready for the story of 
an actually confirmed talking animal? Like, I feel like we should get into this before we, like, fully debunk Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, So this this one actually has its own website, which I, I kind of enjoy that. And it has local ties. It has local ties to us, too. It really does. So Hoover the Talking Seal... Who was, he was what, at the at the New England Aquarium? Yes, in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. In Boston, yeah. Yeah, you got it right. So. Woo, I got something right. Are you ready for the story? You ready the story of Hoover the Sail? Yeah. All right, so. Yeah. All right. The origin story of Hoover the Talking Sail begins in 1971. George and Alice Swallow, horrible last name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they, they found a baby seal just off the coast of Maine. Mm -hmm. The little guy appeared to be orphaned, so they took him in, they took him home, and they kept him in their bathtub. And for the first few days, they tried to feed him, like, ground mackerel, but he refused to eat. He was like, no, girl, I don't want to eat. Once he trusted his new parents, he began eating so voraciously, they compared him to a Hoover vacuum cleaner. And so, like, that's why they called him Hoover. Because, like, all right, he's just eating everything in fucking sight. He's like, Hoover. Right. Yeah. So when he got too big for the tub, he was moved to a small, like, pond behind the swallow's home. And then, like, after a few months, like, they're like, all right, we can't, like, we can't actually take care of him. He's, like, like he's living in a pond. There's, like, bacteria, like, all this shit. So, like, we need to, like, contact the authorities. So right in Maine, the closest, like, actual like legit aquarium is the new england aquarium in boston so they called them up and they had like the actual room to like support him so hoover the sale officially moved to boston shout out to him so when he was introduced like to the aquarium um george who was one of the guys from maine he was like oh by the way i just want to mention like hoover can talk like he can talk <laughs> and the people at the aquarium were like, wait, what? Like, what the fuck? Are you? Like, what? They were like, what are you talking about? And, like, a few years later, though, like, the researchers at the aquarium, they started to notice that, like, he wouldn't, like, actually, like, like, phys like talk like you and I, like, having a conversation, but he would make, like, guttural noises that would, like, sound like things. So he would say things like, yes. get out of here, or, like, how are ya? And... Like the yeah, and what are you doing? Yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and like the one thing, the one thing that the staff at the like New England Aquarium noticed was that it had a like Hoover the Hoover the sail had a thick Boston accent. So they're like, this is fucking weird. Or or what they call a down east accent. A down east accent, which can be very, <laughs> yeah, which is. Uh, down east um, is like you know Maine accent, Boston accent kind of thing. Like the whole the whole thing was was now that Hoover the seal lived in this bathtub. I don't know how long he lived in there for, but he would like hear these people talking. Yeah, and I guess they don't have the same like vocal cords that humans have, but they can make like guttural noises and they can like mimic them. So I guess yeah, he can mimic what he heard and like miraculously. I don't know this is a miracle, but miraculously, he can mimic a Boston accent, like, perfectly. Well, because that's what he was hearing, so he was just mimicking what he was hearing. It's just like, um, you know, like parrots and stuff. They mimic what they hear, so they're going to say it back the same way they hear it. They're not going to correct your grammar and, like, yeah. accent. So so he's used to hearing this, like, down east accent, and he's <laughs> just, like, coming out with, like, oh, I can't get that from hell. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Which I don't. I know that's not one of the things he was reported as saying, but I wish it was because that's just such a Downey main thing to say. Yeah. So Hoover the Sail lived in the New England Aquarium, and it became like a main attraction. So people would like flock to the New England Aquarium. Yeah. You just to see Hoover the Sail, like saying like, "How are ya?" Yeah. Or, like, and there's like, get out of here. You can find like old. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, girl. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Um, so you can actually find like video um, on yeah. If you YouTube. Google Hoover the Talking Seal, you can see like old video that people have taken that had taken, and they're like from the aquarium. There's like the woman, you know, talking about Ho Hoover and everything, and telling a large crowd of people. Maybe we'll try and find like a little snippet of one of those that is actually showing him like talking, and we'll we'll try and put it on our group and, and stuff for people to see. But if he can't, if he can't instead just like live with this, fuck 
Fuck you! Fuck out of my fucking lane, you cunt! <laughs> oh, Patrick. Fuck you! So, just in case we can't find actual, like, recorded dialogue of Hoover the Sail, just live with that. Because you know, girl, you know that's what Hoover the Sail said if she lived in Boston. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, if he lived in Boston in this day and age, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I don't know, 1980s or was... That or Oh, that Tom Brady. <laughs> Want some Baileys? <laughs> oh God, where's the clicker? <laughs> oh my God, have you seen that video of shit Boston girls say that's like three decades old? Yes, girl. Yes, girl. All right. Yeah. If you're going out, swing by Duncan and pick your mother up a chocolate crella. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I fucking want so I want a chocolate crawler right now. Oh, <laughs> um, you'll have to wait until I come down and visit you. Bring a crawler. I'll bring a chocolate crawler for you. <laughs> All right. I'll swing uh, by Duncan. <laughs> sadly, sadly, Hoover the seal died of natural causes in 1985. I mean, honestly, at the ripe old age of 14. Yeah, that's, that's you know pretty what? old. Uh, I mean, that's he he had a good life and whatnot, I guess. Yeah. And, like, his death was such a shock that he got an obit in the Boston Globe. Wow. Yeah, so, like, celebrity corner right there, girl. Celebrity corner. And, you know, it's, um, uh, he, like, had children and whatnot. Like, he procreated with one of the other seals there. So, he had a lot of offspring. And, supposedly, one of his grandchildren has actually followed in his footsteps and is mimicking, like, sounds of human speech, which is really interesting. What? Damn, Gina. That's what this... Yeah, so on the um, hoovertheTalkingSeal.com, if you look at the history, the last little, like, footnote um, is when Hoover died in 1985, he was honored by his um, own obituary in the Boston Globe. Hoover left behind many offspring. In fact, at least one of Hoover's grandchildren... Uh, Chakota, I believe is how you pronounce that, um, has followed in his footsteps by, footsteps by mimicking the sounds of human speech. Ooh, ooh, gah. And, ooh, then there's, at the end, it says, here's Hoover's actual voice right here, and you can click and actually, like, hear it. All right, well, insert a sound of Hoover's voice. Secretly, it might just be, like, a voice clip of Dennis Larry's, like, talking, so who knows? Oh, yeah. You know what? I totally clicked on it, and it says error four hundred four page not found. <laughs> <laughs> well, insert clip, insert clip of Dennis Leary talk. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll try and um, edit down one of those videos if we can actually get a little clip of him actually talking. We'll try and like just put a chunk of the video on um, you know our social media or whatever, so that people can see it when we post this right, well, this episode. I think that was a hot app. What do you think? Do you think that was a hot app of uh, Red Wine Mystery Stories? I, I think it was. It was a good app. It was a good length. I think, uh, you know, it's... Um, yeah, we, we love a good length. <laughs> oh, ba-boom. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, about Peter Dinklage's penis, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think this may... We didn't... We This is pre Oh, that was pre podcast. Yes. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You ready? Yep. You ready for all right? This is um like com- comment corner. So we got, we got a comment. Someone finally listened to our first episode. <laughs> Someone that wasn't us. In which, in which we talked at great length, at lack of a better word, about <laughs> oh. Peter Diglich's penis, and we were like, we were dying to know. Okay, correction. What you were dying to know. <laughs> All right, no bone zone. I was dying to know what Peter Dinklage's penis looks like. I still want to know. We still have not seen it, but... Or bone zone in that. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, friend of the podcast, Stephen DeFory, wants to know, have we seen Peter Dinklage's penis yet? The answer is no. We have not. But we have seen David Duchovny's penis. And that's just a magical thing because, you know, it's I, been hiding under that teacup for so long. It hasn't, though. Like In my mind, it has. I, you could have... Fu- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Penis corner. 
Were you impressed by David Duchovny's um, penis? I mean, it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the greatest like shot that you sent me. Like you sent me some screenshots from the movie, and I, it you couldn't really get a good glimpse. Of I know, it. and it, it could have been like cold on that set. We don't know. It's like maybe like you know, like sometimes it's like it doesn't. It's like hey, it doesn't look small. It's like hey, David Duchovny, can you like just like whip off your underwear for a hot second while we like do this quick scene? He's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> but yeah. It, it, Average at best, I think. Average at best. Oh my god! Speaking of X Files, um, people, um, <laughs> did you did I tag you in that picture of Jillian Anderson that was like for her birthday? It was like a naked picture of her, but she was like covered. Yeah, you said that to, you... strategic areas. She is a hottie. Yes, she is a beautiful freaking woman, and she should be so proud. Yes. She's just awesome. I, I love her. She's fantastic. Shout out to Jillian Anderson just forever being a queen in our lives. Yo, she's awesome. Gotta love that woman. Yep. Um, yeah. Fan of the podcast, hopefully. Friend of the show. <laughs> oh, we we can only hope. Uh, send us a soundbite. Even if it's please stop mentioning me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold on. Hold on. You're, are you ever again? Yeah. If you could get a soundbite from either... Maria Shriver or Jillian Anderson saying like I love you guys. Who would it be? Oh my God, it's got to be Jillian Anderson. Oh for sure, for sure. I would love, I would she, love a Maria plays... Shriver like soundbite, but at the end of the day, but yeah. it's it comes down to Jillian Anderson. I mean, I I love the I love her acting. I love the way she plays such strong woman roles because that's so important and i feel like it's getting more and more important as the days go on in the current climate the way things are yeah girl. and it's just it's just so fantastic and it, i'm not saying that maria shriver isn't a strong woman because she is i gotta say she's like held her own and she's she's great yeah but she's had to like just she's had to like re refurnish that um <laughs> oh, God. heirloom couch like like the jackie o couch <laughs> i know she's like oh damn this has so many cum stains in it i have to freaking redo this again um like she's she definitely holds her own and she's a strong woman as well but like jillian anderson I, she has a, a special place in my heart she's just so fantastic forever forever a girl jillian anderson yep um send us a soundbite come on the podcast or yeah we would love to have you as a special guest we will talk about whatever topic you want to talk about yeah we don't care we'll talk about we will totally go off off topic of the podcast yeah we'll just talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about if you want to come on our podcast all right i think we're babbling i think we should um i think we should wrap up girl yes Wrap it up. Wrap it up like a magnum. <laughs> Yo, well then, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should just make a very, very brief mention of what we're going to do next time and then call it a night. Right. So, what are we going to do next time? I think there's really only one option for next time. All right. And I think you know what it is. Earlier, about an hour ago, hour and a half ago, before we started recording this, I went outside to make some dinner. I was standing outside cooking my steak, dinner. I looked up in the sky. And there was our next episode. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. It just said, hashtag next episode in the sky in chemtrail form because they are on to us. We've been talking about them for too long. They know. Girl, they know. They follow our Twitter. Oh, yeah. They know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, we have. It's like the only people that follow our Twitter. <laughs> we have a secret Facebook group, which you can follow. Just search for Rywa and Mr. Terrace. We'll add you. Oh, yeah. But at least, like, four government officials are on it. We know. We've, like, we've done a little dig deep and dig. Yep. Dig deep and. How do you say it? <laughs> Digging deep or. Digging deep. <laughs> okay. So. Let's go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> They they're on to us. They're they totally have us on their secret lists. We're like you know enemies of the state. Yeah, we're at work and people are like hashtag Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, people not we're at work and people we see people following someone from work, and I'm just like stopping at work to get like a like a caramel macchiato and there's like someone like suspicious person in the parking lot like parking spot behind me, so ooga um ooga. So can I just say um Jay, he said caramel. Ha 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 ha. So Jo is like every time I say caramel, he says caramel because <laughs> he thinks I say it wrong, and he just wants to just like nudge me about it. So I just I love that you said it that way. So ha 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 Jay. Well, ha ha ha. <laughs> fuck you, Jay. I go by the City High song, Caramel with Brown Eyes. There you go. Oh, however it goes. Boom. <laughs>
Um, that's what we go by. Yeah. So shout out to City High. What would you do if you someone's at home, all alone on the bedroom floor, crying or whatever? I can't. It's been a long time since this song. But <laughs> let's go. I think we should uh, sign up. Yes. So until next time. Deuces. Deuces. You know what I don't want on MTV? I'll tell you what. Aerosmith, Vanilla Ice, and Cher, okay? No Crosby, no Stills, no Nash. No bald guys, no fat guys, no fat bald guys, no rock stars who look like history professors, okay? R.E.M., no. Marky Mark, no. P.M. Dawn, no. No half-hour comedy hour, no one-hour comedy hour. No Rock, no Jock, no Ed, no Dre, no Polly, no Joyner. All I want is Cindy Crawford, okay? House of Style, 24 hours a day. No MTV news unless it's news about Cindy. What she's doing, what she's wearing, what she smells like, okay? No music unless it's songs about Cindy, okay? I want half-hour specials about Cindy. I want hour-long rockumentaries about Cindy. I want Cindy unplugged. I want acoustic Cindy. I want long, drawn-out slow-motion shots of Cindy walking, Cindy sleeping, Cindy eating an Eskimo pie naked on the roof of the Empire State Building, okay? I want to change the house of style to the house of Cindy. Not MTV, CTV. No rock, no promos, no Richard Gere, just me and Cindy, okay? I think you hear me knocking, Richard, and I think I'm coming in, and I got a box full of Eskimo pies with me. <laughs>